Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. We are uh, starting a brand new message series today called Anchored. We just finished our message series, FOMO. If you missed it, it was a good one. You really shouldn't have missed it. This new message series called Anchored, what I want to do, what I want to explore over the next few weeks, this is going to take us throughout the rest of the year, because if you didn't already know, there's going to be no in-person experience here uh, at Hernandez uh, on Christmas Eve, and I think, is that New Year's Eve, that next Sunday? So this message series is going to take us through the rest of 2023. And what I want to do with this series is explore what it looks like for you and I to be anchored in our faith. And I, and I like that word anchored because it makes me think a, a, a kind of like a tethered, right? Where this is where I'm stuck to and no matter where I go, no matter where I float, I am anchored right here. I know that I can always come back to this spot, right? This moment, this idea, this theory, this belief, so where are you anchored in your faith? And maybe you're already anchored in some places in your life. So for the next few weeks, let's explore together. And even if you can't make it the other Sundays, make sure to follow it on, uh, on, uh, on our podcast or on YouTube. See what it looks like for your faith to be anchored. And maybe you're already there. Maybe it just could be a reminder. Or maybe, maybe today or maybe this series could be something new for you, something new for your faith. And today I want to talk a little bit about Hope, the hope that you and I have in our life, sometimes the hope that we don't have in our life, the hope that we need in our life, and where, where it comes from. You know, this, uh, this past week, I uh, hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. I know that uh, we had a very chill, relaxing Thanksgiving. My son, some of you have uh, met him and know him. He came down from College Station to hang out with us for a couple of weeks. It was supposed to be the day before Thanksgiving. He showed up early and surprised us on Tuesday, so I, we got to spend a bunch of time with him, and that was so much fun. And I, and I got to tell him, you know, Corbin, you, you being here, he's, he's 20, he's going to be 21 here in a couple of months, and me and him are like, it's like, uh, this is an old reference, but he is like a mini-me, or he's not mini anymore. I am mini compared to him, but he is like a, a carbon copy of me as far as like our humor and, you know, the way we approach jokes or whatever. So when he's around, I really feel like, man, somebody gets me. Maybe I'm not as weird as I think I am. Or maybe I am, and he's just as weird as I am. That's obviously possible, too, now that I'm saying it out loud. <laughs> but I, I, I told him this, too. I said, when he's around, I feel like he's like, a, 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 like completes my humor, the way I think about things. We're sarcastic in a lot of the same ways. Sometimes if we're both on one, if we're both, you know, feel like giving somebody a hard time, usually my wife Amber, she's right in the middle of it, and we're both, like, you know, giving each other side looks. She's like, what are you guys looking at? Well, man. So I really like having him around. I feel like I, feel like I get a little bit funnier, and I'm not saying I'm funny. I feel like I get a little bit funnier when he's around. Because I'll say something that I think is funny and that he thinks is funny, and that just raises my confidence, which is not good when I feel like I'm in a sassy mood. So I just get a little bit 
sassier and I think I'm a little bit funnier and I try to push the envelope a little bit until somebody gets mad and I'm like, what's your problem? You know, anybody else like that? Do you know anybody like that in your life besides me? So being around him, I can really, I really borrow from his confidence and how funny he thinks I am. That's like my biggest goal in life is if I can make him laugh, I have succeeded. That is a win for the year. I can borrow, I, I borrow that confidence from him. I have some people in my life like that that I can borrow confidence from or, 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 or I can borrow faith from. You have people like that in your life where you feel like if you have something going on and you're not quite sure, you have somebody that you call, right? Maybe it's a big decision that you need to make. You have people in your life where you can call and say, man, I'm really stressed out about this decision. I'm really, I'm really stressed on if this is going to be the right thing or what if this happens or what if this happens or what if this happens. I just don't think I can make it. I don't think I, I, don't think I can do it. Who are the people in your life that you can call and talk to and they can give you some fresh perspective. How many times after a call like that do you feel better about the decision, better about the situation? If you're anything like me, you have a bunch of things going on in your head, a bunch of different scenarios, and they all turn out bad, right? <laughs> Unless it's absolutely perfect, it's going to turn out bad. And then one conversation, two conversations with someone close to you that you trust and they trust you, and you know that they, they, they know where you're coming from and the things that you're worried about, and they can kind of help you talk through that issue, talk through that decision. How many times after a phone call like that or a conversation like that do you feel like, okay, maybe, maybe it's not as bad as I thought. Maybe it's not as crazy as I thought it was going to be. Maybe I'm going to be okay. That's what I want to explore today with y'all. I want to look at uh, a, a verse today. We're going to be in the book of Romans, which is actually a letter. If you don't know much about the Bible, it's okay. I don't either. But I do know this about the book of Romans. It's a letter written by a man named Paul. And he actually wrote this letter to a group of Christians, a group of believers, a group of people who were trying to figure out what it was like to live in this Christian faith. And he actually wrote this letter to this group of people before he had even met them. Right? He, he wouldn't have met them until three years later, but he knew that there was a group of Christians. And Paul writes this letter, this long letter, basically kind of mapping out some of the basic beliefs of the Christian faith. And so it probably wouldn't take you longer than 20 minutes to read the whole thing if you wanted to, but I want to look at a, uh, at a part towards the end of the letter. Okay, he's kind of wrapping up and, and he, he's giving them some good juice on what it's like to live uh, in a Christian faith how nothing can separate us from the love of God. And then towards the end, he gives them some encouragement. This is in Romans chapter 15, and we're going to look at verse 13. Check this out. This is right towards the end. He says, I pray that God, the source of hope, right there, okay? I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. So I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace then. When you are filled with joy and peace because you trust in him, then what happens? Watch this. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. I love, love, love that phrase, confident hope. That's really the kind of hope that you want right? 
Sometimes when we hope something goes well, it's not really a confident hope, right? When we, when we hope things are going to go our way, when we hope this is the right decision, sometimes that hope just feels more like a, like a Hail Mary, not in a prayer way, in a football way. Sometimes that hope just feels like, oh, man, I wish, I wish this would go my way, but not a confident hope. What would it be like to to bring a confident hope to your faith, a confident hope to your marriage, to your relationships, to your parenting? What would it look like to bring a confident hope with you in your relationship with God, to bring a confident hope into the next year, into 2024? What would it look like for you to bring a confident hope with you? Not, I wish things would go well, I, I wish things go my way, but to have a confident hope in who you are who God has made you to be, and the purpose you have in front of you. I wrote this down for you. Practicing confident hope will activate your faith. A simple practice of confident hope will activate your faith. You know, sometimes the faith that we have, sometimes it gets a little stagnant. If you're anything like me, sometimes if, if, if life's going pretty smoothly, I'll forget to practice faith. If you ever noticed, the times when you really need faith, when you really need to activate your, th- your faith, is when things are going poorly, when something bad happens, when a decision you made turns out to be wrong, you, and all of a sudden your faith it comes right back up to the surface, right? If you get out of practice, that can happen, but if we practice Confident hope. Not a wish, but a confident hope. How do we do that? As I was getting this message ready for us this week, I I, I was thinking, you know, there's something, you know, if I said, y'all, God is the source of love. If you need love, go to God. Some of you might be like, wow, yeah, that's deep. Good one. Or if I said, God is the source of hope. So if you need hope, Just go to God for hope, and you might say, yeah, that's true. In fact, it says it right here. If you pray pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely. But for me, sometimes I feel like, okay, but sometimes I I need more of a handle on that, right? I I need something a little bit more practical than just God is, you know, up there, and he's got all this hope just in all these boxes and, you know, in in the back storage room, and it's your job to go to him and say, God, I need hope. And he says, are you sure? You know, let's see how much we have in the back. You know, I don't know if that's how you think God is, but sometimes that's how I think through it. And sometimes I feel like, well, I I don't know if I want to bother God with that, or I I, I don't know if uh, if I ask for hope, how do I know if I get any? You know, I'll, I'll pray for more hope. And then after the prayer is done, I feel like, well, I don't feel any more hopeful. I'm still making bad decisions or whatever it is. So how do we know? How do we know when we have received hope? Because I can, I, I can read this verse and say, oh, okay, well, I, I do trust in him. I do trust God. Does that, mean, does that mean I have more hope now? Does that mean I can stop wishing and just be confident I don't know, sometimes it does, and sometimes it doesn't. If I'm being honest with you, sometimes I feel like, yeah, this, man, that worked. Talk about prayer, am I right? 
And then sometimes I'll pray, and I'm like, well, that, that didn't do anything. I don't feel better. I feel worse because now I prayed and expected something, and I didn't get it the way I expected it, which that's how life goes. So how, how can we take hope from being a wish? In fact, here, I'll put this up on the screen. Hope, or I won't. They will. Hope isn't a wish. It's a confidence in the presence of God in your life. It's not wishing. You can wish. There's nothing wrong with wishing for things in your life. But a confident hope, that's not a wish. That's confidence in the presence of God in your life. And sometimes, sometimes, I know this is true for me, so maybe it's not for you, and that's okay. Sometimes the presence of God in my life is very visible. Sometimes the presence of God in my life, I'm like, God must be busy around the world because he is not with me right now. I don't feel it. I don't sense it. I feel alone. I feel abandoned. Which, whether that's true or not, it's my perspective at the time, right? And maybe I can't always trust my perspective, but most of the time I do. (laughs) Maybe you're the same way. So what do we do? How do we How do we receive this hope? If I said to you, do you want to be anchored in your faith? Do you want to be anchored in the confident hope that God is with you in your life, in your faith, in your marriage, at your job, in the decisions that you make? Do you want to be anchored in that? Do you want to be able to always come back and say, no matter where I go, I know, I know that I have hope. When it feels hopeless. I don't have to trust that because I know that God is the source of hope. So if it feels hopeless, then that's, that's my perspective. Because I can always come back to where I'm anchored and say, no, okay, well, hold on. It says that God, the source of hope, will fill us completely with joy and peace when we trust in him. And then we're going to overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. That is a bold claim. That is a bold thing to think, to say out loud, to pray, to believe, and to act upon. But if we have confident hope, then we can do it. But what about the times where you don't have confident hope? What about the times where you aren't confident in the hope that you have? Well, that's where you get to practice. That's where you get to practice confident hope. In fact, the end of this, this is a big spoiler alert, the end of this message is don't have confident hope, practice confident hope. I'm not commanding you to have it, I'm suggesting that you practice it. Because if we practice confident hope, if we practice confident hope, then it activates our faith a little bit more every day time. And the more activated our faith is, the easier it will be to practice confident hope. And the easier it is to practice confident hope, the more activated your faith will become. Do you see the cycle that we're creating here? It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be simple. Simple. It's not always going to make sense. But that's why we get to practice. I want you to practice confident hope. And when you don't have confidence in you, you can have confidence in God. When you don't have confidence in the decisions you're making, you can have confidence in who God says you are. 
When you, don't, when you don't have hope in who you are, when you don't have hope in what you're doing, when you don't have hope in your current situation, you can have hope in God. You can have hope in who God has already said you are before that decision you made. Before this year, before you were born, you can have hope in who God already sees you to be. I have a, a, a very good friend of mine that I like, to, uh, I like to call every now and then. I don't know if you know this about me. If you know me a little bit, you might know this. I am a, I'm an overthinker. I'm an overthinker about everything. And I have a really good friend of mine who is also an overthinker. And so when I get into my overthinking mode, I call, I call him. I say, hey, man, uh, I'm thinking this. And, and, and I know I need to call him because when I start getting to, like, you know, I don't know if any of you are overthinkers or maybe you've seen movies where there are overthinkers in them. I get into this, you know, to my head. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I should have said this. I should have done that. I shouldn't have said this. I should have said that. I should have done that. And I start to just spiral. And so I'll call this friend of mine. Say, hey, man, I'm overthinking this. Let me tell you the situation. And even that, even that, even just saying out loud what I'm overthinking, when I'm done saying it, I'm like, this does not seem like a big deal. <laughs> now that I'm saying it out loud to another human being, I'm like, this is ridiculous, right? But here, here's, where, here's where it's helpful to have someone like that who also is an overthinker because he can tell me, no, I, I get it. I get why you're thinking that way. I get why you would overthink something like that. Here's my perspective on what you're thinking about. And every time, every single time, this is true, every single time when I'm done with that conversation, I don't feel as overwhelmed. I don't feel as anxious. I don't feel as hopeless. How is that possible? I'm going to tell you why. Because I have borrowed his confidence in my situation. Right? Nothing has changed. Literally nothing has changed except I've said out loud what I was thinking and listened to another person's perspective. And now all of a sudden, magically, it doesn't seem as hopeless. It's because I have borrowed his hope for my situation. I've borrowed his confidence in what, I'm, in what I've got going on. I wonder how many people in your life, that's what I was asking you earlier, how many people in your life do you have where you can call them, and after that phone call you feel like, wow, this, this doesn't seem as hopeless as it did before this conversation. This doesn't seem as career-ending as it did before I talked to this person. Why is that? It's because when you didn't have hope, you borrowed it. Someone else had confident hope in your situation, and there's a part of you that said, okay, I'll take a little bit of that. This is the beauty of what God has put in us. Because there's, one, there, there, there's a couple different ways you can view your relationship with God. One is that God is up there in heaven, and he's on a throne, and he, you know, he's moving the cosmos and doing all of his thing, and then you know, he's making you not have any good parking spots. Sometimes he does that. You know, it's practice your faith. 
And, and, and when you need something, you have to go into a quiet room, put on some worship music, close your eyes, and pray and directly ask God for what you need. That is one way to look at your relationship with God, but it's not the only way to look at your relationship with God. Here's what I mean. See if you can follow me on this. God is within us. God has put his spirit in us. And so let's say you need some confident hope in something you've got going on in your life. And you go to God in prayer. And after the prayer, it doesn't seem any less hopeless or more hopeless than it did before, so you're not sure what you're doing wrong. But one of the ways that God reveals himself to us, one of the ways that God brings hope into our lives is through the people that are around us. So when we need confident hope, when we need to practice confident hope, we can look at the people around us and borrow the hope that they have. What a brilliant way God has designed us to be interconnected in relationship with one another. That when we need to borrow each other's faith. You ever done that? You ever borrowed somebody's faith before? That I don't believe. I don't believe that this is going to happen. I don't believe that this will be healed. I don't believe that I'm making the right decision. And someone else will step in and say, I have faith for you. I have faith that this will be healed even if you don't. That ever happened to you? Maybe you've done that for somebody else. What we're doing when we do that is we are being connected to God through others. What a brilliant, what a brilliant design that God has made for us, that we can rely on each other for what God has said he is the source of. So that's what I want for you this week, is I want you to practice confident hope, even if you don't have it. Even if you don't have it, <laughs> you can still practice having it. And I, I'm not talking about just putting on a smile, pretending it's going to be okay. I'm talking about practicing confident hope. Not hope in you. Not confidence in you. Because maybe you're at a point where you don't have that. You don't have confidence in you. You don't have hope in you. I'm, not, I, I'm saying it doesn't matter whether you have confidence in you or hope in you or not. It doesn't matter. Either way, you can practice the confident hope that comes from God. And one way to receive that is to call that person in your life that you trust. Call that person in your life that you love and say, hey, I, I don't have a lot of hope for this situation. This seems, pretty des this seems pretty desperate here, doesn't it? This seems like a dead end, doesn't it? And watch, watch someone in your life say, I don't know, it doesn't seem that bad. Let me tell you why. Here's my perspective on it. Let's see if that helps. And watch, watch your confident hope begin to rise. Watch your faith become activated because of someone else's faith. It happens all the time, it happens all the time. Our, our leadership is activated when we get inspired by another leader. Our love is activated when we're around people who love so easily. Works the other way, too. We get in a really bad mood when we're around people who are in bad moods. We are interconnected that way. So I, I want for you this week to experience hope 
And when you don't, I want you to practice confident hope. If you could close your eyes for a moment and bow your heads, I want to pray with you this morning. Every now and then I like to give you all a challenge. So with your eyes closed and your head bowed, I want to give you a challenge today. This is just for you. No one's looking around at you. I want to give you a challenge that this week you're going to make a commitment, not to me, to yourself, to say, I'm going to practice confident hope in this situation I have going on in my life. I feel like it's a little bit hopeless. I feel like it's a little bit in trouble. There's a little bit of anxiety there, a little bit of stress, but I'm going to practice confident hope. Not just wish it gets better, but practice confident hope. And if you want to take that challenge with me today, on the count of three, raise your hand. Let's do it. One, two, three. Put your hand up real quick. All right, let's put it down. Let's pray. God, we are so grateful that through you, through your Holy Spirit, that we have this confident hope. God, I pray that uh, throughout this week, throughout this month, throughout the rest of this year, if we run into anything that has less than all of the hope, that we would practice this confident hope, that we would reach out to you in prayer, that we would reach out to you through others in our life that we know, love, and trust, and borrow their hope, borrow their faith. God, thank you for revealing yourself to us through others. We love you, and we pray that in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows. Mm-hmm.